Welcome to the Growing Faith Podcast with children, young people and families at the heart of all we do, sharing stories of where God's at work across home, school and church. On the Growing Faith Podcast, we have really enjoyed showcasing a number of hubs. And today I'm joined by Jess McArdle, who's doing some incredible work in Anik as part of the Ignite charity, as they are thinking intentionally about church, home and school working together. And so really excited to unpack that conversation uh, today. And we hope you enjoy this podcast. Jess, wonderful to have you on the Grow Faith podcast. Thank you for this having month. me. That's amazing. Thank you for having me um, with you. It's great to be here. So good to have you. I wonder whether you could tell us first of all about why you wanted to apply to become a Grow Faith hub. Yeah, so um, we've seen quite a significant decline in the connection of our um, some of our particularly traditional Sunday services post-COVID with families and um, children and young people. And we really wanted to try and invest in them, build those connections and have the space for children, young people and their families to be able to explore faith. So I had a conversation with Lucy last November um, and was really inspired by hearing her talk about the Growing Faith Foundation and the hubs. So we put in our application after then. Um, We're really thankful that we were successful. It's great to have the input from the Growing Faith team, from you all, which has been amazing, to be on the um, strategic leaders course and to also have the financial investment. We don't have that sort of thing often happening in our rural churches. So it's just really exciting for us to be part of. Mm. We just love the fact that these Growing Faith hubs are a chance to just really try some new things, sometimes take a bit of a risk, really contextualise what... Um, growing faith can look like and and you've described really well what that that demographic kind of looks like what that geography looks like and that's really unique to what other hubs are doing Mm -hmm. I wonder whether you could tell us a little bit about what you're kind of almost the year here what's been going well so far yeah so we are um what's been going well so we're starting with um some growing faith pilot schools so we're investing we've The area we cover has got 15 primary schools and one secondary school. And we've decided to invest really heavily in a couple of schools. We had a conversation about whether we would go broad and try and do something small in all of them or whether we would really focus on a couple. And we decided to really focus on a couple. And the reason we've done that is we wanted to uh, build that relationships with the head teachers and really understand um, the context, the needs of the school, what that what that would be like and also have some comparison so it, we might try something in one school um, and try it in another and it works in one and not the other and we wanted to be able to have that comparison um, within our area which is quite diverse um, so that's our big thing that we're really we're really trying to invest in um, we've also got um, some youth cell groups so we wanted to have a space for for children so our youngest group goes down to nine and we've got a group to young adults and from um all that age group through we're just starting a younger one in the next couple of months down to seven and there will then be a place for all young people to be able to explore their faith alongside peers in a way that's really relevant and we found that that actually is so important in terms of them really understanding um 
and experiencing God, growing in their faith, getting to know Jesus and, um, and journeying that way. So that's those quite big, the pilot primary schools and that investment in that real follow through for, for all young people. And we want to have a real connection with messy churches. So we've got some of our local messy churches feeding into that group. So there's a real from, from the littlest babies right through to young adults, a place where they can be part of a Christian community. There's quite a lot of other things that we're looking at. So we want to have a real missional heart as a charity. And um, we've got a project um, that's starting around restorative practice in education. How can we um, bring a voice of reconciliation, restoration, forgiveness within our school settings? Um, we hope that that's something, again, that will be replicated across our area. That's happening within our local secondary school. Um, and we're also developing um, some projects around how we can work with vulnerable families. So we want those to really connect us across the community and fe- people within our community really to be able to see what we're doing, that we're there as our absolute priority to love and serve them. Um, and that's really, you know, everything that we want to do is underpinned by that. Mm, I love that kind of that language of piloting. Let's just try yeah. it out. Let's see what we can replicate. Let's listen back. Let's see what we can actually share a little yeah. bit more broadly. And I think for us as well, it's really important for us to know what doesn't work. Yeah. So lots of this stuff around the research and the um, resources that come out are for cities or for much more yeah. urban areas. So if we've got a primary school with 15 children in, mm-hmm. actually, what does it look like in there? What can we do? How can we invest? Um, is, it, is it harder or is it easier? And I think those are the sorts of questions that we really want to be able to look at and then how does that compare with our biggest school that's got 350 children in um, and how can we hold that together and what are our local needs um, we've found um, chaplaincy we expect to be quite something quite significant for us how can we be a listening ear for families for children and also for the teachers um, and I think that's something that we could, we do offer within the secondary school already but how could we use that within a primary school setting yeah, that, that heart to kind of listen well and to really hear what the need is is so such I think part of the fabric of what growing faith is about is not about us you know, we're going to do this to you there is this set parameters to work within it's more it's very much about championing what's going well mm-hmm. hearing what the need is and then working from that from that point it sounds like that's really happening in Alex so really really good so tell us a little bit more about okay what's next year looking like what's the legacy to some of these projects yeah well I think we hope to carry on reviewing and building um I think it's about trying to see um how we can we start with the pilot primary schools how can we then develop that work in our other schools so what does that look like if what's gone well then can be used elsewhere how can we also maximize our resources so we don't we've got a fantastic team of volunteers who serve so um, faithfully and are so dedicated to work that we do but we've got a lot of schools and we cover a really big Mm -hmm. geographical area so how can we um, replicate work that we're doing that has gone well where have we got real um, similar cultures within school where we feel that uh, you know what we're doing really chimes with the head teachers um, you know, hopes and motivations and goals of work that we do. Um, we we would really like to see things embedded um, long term. I think we quite feel quite new in what we're doing with some of this work. Um, how and it, although the charity has been um, around for twenty years within our area, has got a great heritage, but 
but actually in terms of developing this work in um, a broad way as well, what does that look like? So we're not just focusing on particular schools, but how can we really develop and grow that elsewhere? So I think that's what, what we hope. We hope to get into a good rhythm, I think, that feels um, sustainable, sustainable for us as workers. Um, and I think probably the heart of all of that is how can we really change the culture, which is so much about what growing faith is about. But when we have... Um, churches who don't more might not have that regular Sunday connection with families how can we really raise the profile of those children and families in the work that we're doing and how can we help build those connections closer so that's really um and, and some of that work is starting to happen so um I've been involved in training some lay um leaders in the church and um involved in some church meetings which is great to be able to bring the voice of children and young people to that that space but I think it's that sustainability a good rhythm and then how can we really um keep going with some of those cultural changes as well you, you mentioned that you're on the strategic leaders program yes. can you tell us a, just briefly how how that's helping impact this this work with hubs yeah, so it's been amazing. <laughs> it's great to be on it. And I think that it has um, given me the space to be able to reflect on what I'm doing, which I don't think I probably would have had otherwise. Um, I think it's been such a privilege to be in the position of leading the hub, um, but actually to be able to unpack some of the, the um, real theory about change and vision and purpose and values I think has been so useful and um, to really learn the theory behind it as well not just like oh I feel this is a good idea but actually why do we why are we doing this what's behind it what does that look like I think hearing from um, different professionals and um, you know teachers within that area I think has been so valuable and then having the space to process it digest it alongside our huddles with the other people that we're along with the course I think has it's felt like a I don't think um we would be where we are if it hadn't have been for how much I've got out of that course um particularly in really challenging um, and channeling our progress forward I think that feels like it's you know we've moved further faster as a result of the course which I think is really exciting amazing that's so so good to hear sometimes we get so stuck in the doing don't we yeah. it's like project here project here get, yeah. build a volunteer team here um, that we don't always just step back and go okay if we're actually going to do some proper culture shifting stuff here if we're exactly. going to work broadly yeah. then I need some space I need some peers to digest yeah. that with and actually it's a big brief Changing yeah. culture yeah, is yeah. hard. Huge. And I think that's why it's been so helpful to actually have that space to think, OK, well, how? Mm. Um, I think the um, phrase on one of our first teaching modules is that strategy eats, no, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I thought at the time, yes, there isn't. Actually, we can have all the great ideas in the charity that we want to do. But if we can't really underpin that and get to know the culture that we're working within, then what what that's not going to work and I think that's really where it's particularly helped to um yeah to really drive that forward brilliant brilliant well, I'm sure you've touched on loads of things that people listening to this will be like oh I want to learn more kind of come and see it how how do people get in touch 
how can people learn more if they're interested? Yeah, so we've got a website for a charity, which is www.ignite-anic.co.uk. And we've also got Facebook and Instagram. Um, The updates on that are quite patchy at the minute, but we hopefully should have um, another worker starting soon. And then we'll have a little bit more time to invest in social media, which I know is so important in terms of communicating. And people as well, feel free to contact me if anyone wants to know more, come and visit what we're doing. And we're so happy to share what we're doing, talk to other people who are on the journey. I think that peer support has been so important to us and we're, you know, anyone feel free to get in touch with us. All the details are on the website. Super. And we've got a Grown Faith big lunch coming your way in March, haven't we, next year? We're so excited to be hosting that. And again, you know, we've spoken about it before. Actually, so few things happen in the real north of England. So we're so excited to have Mm -hmm. the privilege of um, hosting the Growing Faith lunch it'll be brilliant so yeah if you're listening watch this space for uh details about that and sign up for that but um jess it's been amazing to have you thanks so much for sharing about your inspiring work in anik and uh yeah god bless you in all that is ahead thank you it's been lovely to have the time with you today pleasure (laughs) thank you for listening to the growing faith podcast if you've enjoyed this podcast Subscribe now to get the latest episode. Join us next time as we hear more about growing faith.